and welcome back, beautiful friends, to Faith Fueled Woman. This is your host, Kristen. I'm so glad you're here with me today. I am so excited because this is part two of the interview I did with Stephanie, Pastor Stephanie Lake. It's so good. Let's dive right in. Okay, she is going to unpack for us what really the words faith, hope, and love mean from a biblical perspective, from the Greek terminology. It's amazing. And I cannot wait to share it with you. I think you're going to be so lifted up and so encouraged. Hi, beautiful friend, and welcome to Faith Fueled Woman. I want to ask you, are you ready to accept the invitation we've given to step into the adventure of pursuing God and what he has for us? Hi, I'm Kristen. I am an encourager. I'm a Christian inspirational speaker, author, and podcaster. I help women grow in their faith, purpose, and business so they can have lasting legacy and impact in their homes and in the world. If you want to partner with God and design your life to be less hurried, less stressed, be more excited and feel alive in your purpose and commitment to God and your family. This is the podcasting community for you. Grab your favorite beverage, your prayer journal, and your pen, and let's be encouraged. We are having Pastor Stephanie Lape on today. We are going to talk about, she's going to share with us an understanding of faith, hope, and love that I think will really encourage you. We're going to talk about not just do we believe in God, but do we trust in him in our lives? And she's going to tell us about how we should have hope in him. It's a solid expectation that he will not fail us. And that's so promising, but I think you're going to get a lot out of today's episode. So I cannot wait to dig in. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome back Stephanie Lake. She is the pastor of Crossing Crown Lutheran Church in Rancho Cucamonga, California. She's also the author of the book Beckoned, and she's a writer and speaks and teaches on matters of spiritual and psychological development, biblical studies, and more. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you so much, Kristen. Great to be here. Stephanie, I'm so excited that on this episode, you are going to share with us the, the meaning of faith, hope, and love from a biblical perspective, what the Greek means for the word, right, that it would have been uh, initially. And so I think this is such a valuable episode. I can't wait for you to share it. So let's get started. A few Greek words really help me understand some of this stuff. And we talked before about faith, hope, and love. You know how we're told in the Bible that that those are like the three big things, the big, three big qualities, faith, hope, and love. And the biblical understanding of all of these words, is, it's very different than how we in the culture understand these words. So when we learn Greek in seminary, Greek is the language of the New Testament. What helps us is just like when, when you learn any language, you understand nuances to words that other people have and other languages have. So the Greek word for faith, if it was written in our alphabet, it's, it's pistis. And it, if it was in English, it would be spelled P-I-S-T-I-S. So it's a different alphabet in Greek, but pistis in the Bible is often translated as faith. And sometimes it's translated as belief or to believe. And it's conjugated differently if it's a verb or a noun, but we translate it in many different ways. So like in John three sixteen, God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him, that's the believe. Um, the interesting thing about this word pistis is that it's also translated as trust. So that means a lot to me because I can believe in Jesus or believe in God. But the question I have to ask myself when I look in the mirror every day is, do I trust? Hmm. It's kind of like if I said, do you believe that Abraham Lincoln was a president of the United States? You might go, yeah, I believe he was a president, one of our presidents. But then if I say, do you trust Abraham Lincoln? 
know. I, mean, I don't even know him. Never right. met the guy, right? Yeah. So I can easily be like, yeah, I totally believe in God, believe that there is a God. And that's my faith. I believe in God. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty shallow because I believe all kinds of things. I believe in right. Saturn. I believe in Mars. I believe in all kinds of things. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. anything for my life. But if I say, do I trust? Do I trust? And that's where we get back to the guidance. Do I trust the day-to-day guidance of God? Do I trust that God has my back? Do I trust that God wants the best for me? Do I trust this challenging situation to God? Even though I can't figure it out, maybe God can, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So to me, when I think of that word faith, you know, what is my faith? I lean more into the trust part than into Mm. the believe part. We easily say, I believe Jesus is my savior. Well, that's fantastic. But I mean, how is that actually helping you? But then do I trust? Then I challenge myself to trust Mm. more and more. And some days I do trust God and some days I don't. And all of us are like that. And then I can look at myself and say, okay, what can I do then to lean more into that trust and ask for more trust? Um, So then the next word, hope, again, going through that, you know, faith, hope, and love. Hope in Greek is elpis. So if it was, again, in our language, it would be spelled E-L-P-I-S, elpis. And some might say, well, we can have hope when times are good, but how do we have hope during COVID or during wars or hard times? And that's what hope is for, the hard times. When times are good, we don't need hope. We have evidence. We look around and say, hey, things are awesome. Yeah. But when times are rough, you know, when we're going through a a scary diagnosis, when we're dealing with a difficult teenager, when we have marital problems, financial problems, whatever the problems are, that's when we need hope. And hope in our culture means a wish. Like a kid might say, I hope I get a bicycle for Christmas. Mm -hmm. It just means a wish. Hope in the Bible doesn't mean that. In the Bible, Old and New Testament, it means something much more solid. It's a solid expectation that we have every reason to believe that God is there for us. will pull us through. This is the hope that led God to lead Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. We have hope that does not fail us. It's not a wish. It's a strong, it connects to faith. It's a strong expectation. Mm. And it's there for the darker times, the challenging times, the confusing times. Otherwise we don't need it. Hmm. So that so we have the faith, which is the trust day to day. We have the hope for the difficult times, and then we get to the love. And love in Greek has lots of different words. Um, we only have one word in English, but in Greek we have one of the words is eros. How we get the word erotic, so it's more like the sexual love. Mm-hmm. One of the words is philia. Like this is where we get like Philadelphia, like city of brotherly love. So philia is like where we feel friendship and kinship and we like one another. That's philia. That's a kind of love. But the word that's used most of the time and used by Jesus is the word agape. That would be spelled, if it was in English, it would be spelled A-G-A-P-E, agape. And Mm -hmm. that means total, pure, unconditional love. And it's reserved for God. Because who of us loves unconditionally? Mm. I don't even, truth be told, I don't even love my spells unconditionally, right? Like right. I still respect <laughs> the conditions of he's taking the trash out or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. So the interesting thing is that when Jesus says, I give you a new commandment, 
that you love one another, which is what we celebrate on Maundy Thursday or sometimes called Holy Thursday right before mm-hmm. Easter yeah. when Jesus washes Peter's feet and says, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. The word there is agape. Okay. Which makes me go, what? I can't do that. Maybe yeah. I can do the philia, but not agape. Yeah. And so then when Jesus says, love your enemies again, agape. And I, mm-hmm. and I want to say, are you kidding me? Like <laughs> unconditionally love yeah. like my enemies. But the interesting thing is that what that does for us is it makes us realize we can't do it without mm-hmm. God's power. Nobody can love unconditionally without God's power. And then that makes us realize we are but a conduit. That's mm-hmm. all we are. We're a vessel through which God love, God's love pours through us and into others. Mm-hmm. Sometimes ministry is overwhelming. I was with a family recently in the hospital where the child was going through some extremely difficult circumstances there in the ICU, the pediatric ICU, and the parents were going through extremely difficult circumstances. We don't know why this is happening. We don't have answers. We don't have, it's just stress, pain, grief, fear, trauma. What am I going to do to make it better? Nothing on my own. I can't save a child's life. I can't bring peace to parents. I cannot, but God can. So my role then in ministry is a conduit of God's love. And I literally say to God, love these people through me because I don't know what to say or do, but you do. So I am your instrument. Use me. Yep. And that's not just for being a pastor. That's for being a person. I don't know how to love my husband the way he needs to be loved. I don't know how to love my children the way they need to be loved. I don't know how to love my friends the way they need to be loved, but God, you do. So I'll show up. And I know how incapable I often am, but I'll show up and, and inspire me and use me and I'll be your vessel. And that's how we can understand love. Mm, yeah. So I, I just, again, for the, for the biblical nerds among us that want to know Greek, <laughs> I get it that that might be, you know, a little more than people uh, want to know because they're reading English translations of the Bible and that's fine. But to me, looking at these Greek words really help me get kind of enlightened on what that means to take hold of faith, hope, and love and to meditate on those things. Do that rather than meditating on COVID in Ukraine a little while. Mm. Meditate. Like if we meditate on these words, like if we take a walk and we think, okay, during this walk, I'm going to think about faith. What's my faith like? And do I trust? Yeah. Let that take up some of your time. Mm. So good. I actually, I love that. And like you said, I, I, I get it might hit home or a line or really be like a aha kind of like, wow, breakthrough moment for some people yeah. as far as their faith and understanding these words. Yeah. But I have to tell you the ones that what really spoke to me in that is that trust piece of faith mm-hmm. was, I love that. I love that how I can kind of visualize that and make sure I'm checking in with that piece, yes. you know, like the, the trust what is my trust in God? You know, how, what is that looking like? And then I love how you talked about hope, you know, that it, um, it does not fail us, right? It's that strong, um, or that expectation that we can, we can truly trust God and believe he's going to do these good things for us. And right. I think Mark Batterson kind of, I mean, I'm not saying he's the only one, but talks about like, how big is your God? Do you believe your God is bigger than your problems? Right. Cause a lot of us, might think we think that, but then if we're going through a hard time in our marriage or we have a diagnosis or the world seems in a, you know, kind of a crazy time, we 
once again, we're looking at it from a human perspective and we don't realize, well, I'm, I'm still thinking these things are so big that my God can't help with them. Right. In his right. time. Right. So I, I think that's really, I think those are two things that really kind of jumped out to me. And I, I think that was just um, really eye opening, I think for me. Well, thank you. And, you know, thanks be to God for, for the biblical yeah. understanding. And the apostle Paul said, um, famously, he said, I believe help my unbelief. And we are all that. We are all of it. We are, and he used the same word. I trust, help my lack of trust. Yeah. We, we all have all of it at different times in our lives. So there are times when, you know, I too, and everybody, nobody's a a pure saint among us that never has these human issues. But if I'm going through a challenge, then, um, then it does help to say, okay, that pain is awakened in me right now. Again, Mm -hmm. not identifying with it but saying it's there, like the weather, it's raining. It's what it is. It's not, it's not me. It's what's happening right now. So that pain is awakened and, and help me remember God that you are bigger than this. Help me, help me have self-compassion and maybe I need to take a nap right now, or maybe I need to call a friend or play with my dog, or maybe I need to do something that will help release dopamine, whether it's going out for some exercise or, you know, whatever it is, maybe I need to give myself care. Meanwhile, though, can you please come in, God, and show me and help me help me open my eyes to the signs that you will show me that you are bigger than this, that something good will come out of this. Help me to trust you, you know, because part of me does and part of me doesn't. And another really interesting thing being in ministry is that throughout the years, I have been in absolutely traumatic circumstances where I would think nothing good can come from this. Mm -hmm. It's only pain. And then miraculously, I'm there to see good come from this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I have no explanation for this. Mm -hmm. And so I have to then assume that that's how God works all the time. That there are ways where we cannot understand or we cannot. I mean, I seriously like murders and horrible, horrible, the worst. Then seeing not that that pain completely goes away or, or was ever justified or should have happened. And God certainly didn't give that to somebody. Life gives that those things sometimes, but the, the healing, the, 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 the transformation, the, the resurrected life, which is what Easter is about, out of every kind of death comes mm-hmm. some kind of new life that we cannot see at the, at the moment. Yeah. You know, and when you see this story happen in the world over and over and over and over and over, you're kind of like, okay, like I get this is how you work. Yeah. So who, who Jesus was and the story he showed, of, you know, from the cross to the tomb to new life who Jesus was thousands of years ago shows us who God always is all the time for me, for you, for us all right now. And that's really good news. That's what the word gospel in Greek means. Gospel is a Greek word that means good news. That is the good news that out of every kind of death comes some kind of new life. Hmm. So yeah. it's really nice to then learn to rely on that a, a little bit ahead of the time, ahead of the, yeah. you know, when we're going through something. But, yeah. mm, so good. Oh my gosh, Stephanie. So thank you so much for being with us today. Can you, and just sharing the message of hope and faith and love and just, you know, how do we remember to step into our days and try to incorporate some of these things that work for us, right? To, to be more connected um, in our lives and to God and, you know, in, in what the purpose he has for us today. 
but before we before we end, can you just share with us how can people learn about your book, connect with you online, and all of that good stuff? Sure. Yes. So I wrote a book called Beckoned, Hearing God's Call to Deeper Faith, and it is on Amazon. Uh, it's my own spiritual journey, which has been the long and winding road into and out of different denominations and religions. And then I was a I was a world religions professor for a while, so I talk about that and then administrate. Uh, but it is a travel log in order to help people figure out their own spiritual journey. It it it's where I've been in order to help others spark their own memories and thoughts and analysis of where they've gone and where they've seen God in their lives and how God is beckoning them now into their future. So that's on Amazon. Um, I also write for a couple other uh, publications and I have a website. If people want to just check out my website, then there are links there to the publications and to the Amazon book. So my website is Stephanie Lape, uh, L-A-P-E, stephanielape.com. So that's how they can get a hold of me as well. There are places there to do that. Fantastic. Well, Stephanie, thanks again for being with us today. I think you are such a light pointing people to God in the world. And so I'm so thankful that you are in ministry doing this. And uh, I look forward to a conversation again sometime. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it very much. It was a nice conversation. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I loved the conversation today with Stephanie. I'm so happy she came on to share encouragement with us and her wisdom on faith, hope, and love from a biblical perspective. To me, that's so encouraging and it's really some food for thought. So I want to leave you with a excerpt from the book, Draw the Circle by Pastor Mark Batherson. He says, your biggest problem isn't an impending divorce or a doctor's diagnosis or a failing business. In order to regain a godly perspective on your problems, you must answer this question. Are my problems bigger than God or is God bigger than my problems? And then he goes on to say, How big is your God? Is he big enough to heal your marriage or heal your child? Is he bigger than your worst sin, greatest fear, or biggest dream? If he is bigger than all of those things, then pray like it. Oh, for me, that's so good. It just reminds me of what Stephanie talked about. Do I trust God, right? Do I trust God through what I'm going through? And then do I have the message of hope, the promise that God is saying to us, you know, he will not fail us. He will not fail us through this process, through this path, through this struggle or this challenge, through the hardship. So that to me is so good. And it's such a good reminder and such a great question we should be asking ourselves. Thanks again for joining us today. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, I would love it if you could go right now to Apple Podcast and leave a rating and review. It helps us get discovered by more people so that we can grow our community in grow in God's word. Also, if you haven't yet joined my email list, go to kristenfitch.com and sign up because I share so much goodness there, encouragement, Christian inspiration, my favorite authors, and all sorts of good stuff. So I cannot wait to connect with you over there and for you just to be part of the community. So come on and join us. And until next time, have a beautiful day.